Just a smidgen. It's Just like we're doing smidgen. this all again from the beginning. I know. It's been a while. It has been a while. Three weeks, right? True. Almost a whole month. Almost. Not that we haven't talked in a whole month, but... True. True. That would have been more sad and more like, oh my gosh, how are you? Right, right. We would have needed three hours because we would have been talking the whole time. <laughs> Very true. Uh, All right. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're back. It's going to be great. I'm glad we're back. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Nicole's back, back, back with a friend. Back, back. That's it. I don't know what you're singing, but I liked it. I'll have to find it and send you a video. Cool. (laughs) It's a song, I promise. I I think. Well, if not, it is now. True. But it sounds like it would be a song. It was catchy. Thanks. You got some good dance moves with it. My little shoulder shrugs. Mm Mm-hmm. I liked it. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Welcome, animal lovers, to the podcast. (laughs) I already forgot how we normally do our intro. This is Animal Facts Podcast. (laughs) I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We clearly (laughs) haven't done this in a while. (laughs) We're a little rusty. It's only been three weeks. <laughs> but it has been three weeks. <laughs> it's been a long three weeks. A lot's happened. True. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, Jayla has our personal question. If you had to give up one sense of scent? No. One of your five senses. That's what oh, I'm trying okay. to say. I could see it in my head. Um, which one would you give up? Ooh. Ooh. That's a hard one. Because I'm, I'm a foodie, so I love taste. But I really like touch and feel. Mm-hmm. For, ver- for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it wasn't to do with any of that stuff i would totally give up touch and feel but i don't want to (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you mean like petting dogs yeah like feeling cold if i could just give up the pain of getting bit by my one-year-old i would give that up but i do love the cuddles oh man and then sight is good and hearing is nice i feel like For the most functional thing, like the thing that would make the most sense to give up, realistically, would probably be taste. Really? For you? I think so. 
I know, I know, and I'm such a foodie, but I think all the other ones are more important to me that I would give up taste. Because okay. I really like hearing things and seeing things, and then I wouldn't have to learn sign language or something, <laughs> or have to learn how to be blind, and then, you know, touch and feel. <laughs> yeah. What huh. am I missing? Scent. Scent. Oh, maybe I just give up scent. I totally forgot about the scent. I'd give that up. I don't need to smell things. <laughs> yep. Maybe that would help yep. with my allergies. True. Maybe it would. We could just chop off your nose and be yeah. like Voldemort. I mean, I he straight who up forgot about scent. <laughs> That's so funny. See, it's not important to me. <laughs> There you go. I already had given it up, obviously. So the thing with scent, though, is that it does go like hand in hand with food. So like, yes, with it eating. does. You do smell things, but which I, does help you eat. Yeah, or, or if like better. Something was burning. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's burning. What do you mean my true. house is on fire? I can't smell anything. It's true. It is um, a survival thing. True. So, but, but also I, taste can be survival because then you can taste when things are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I would probably give up smell. Either smell or taste. I'll just give up smell and rely on Josh to smell fire for me. <laughs> yeah. See, so my go-to is smell. Um, I already had the answer knowing the question, <laughs> though. But yes. uh, I either smell or sight, honestly, because Interesting. I... I mean, I love seeing things, and I love seeing colors, and I love experience. Yeah, you're an artist. Yeah, and I love experience visual art. But when I was little, my mom promised me that if I went blind, because my eyesight every year continuously went worse, or yeah. got worse, um, if I, she never wanted a puppy for the longest time, and now she ah. has two. But she promised Guide me dog. that if I went blind, I could get a dog. So, I still have that, like, small, I would love to have a seeing eye dog. Because I think that would be so cool. And then that you'd have a cool. companion. And you wouldn't be alone. I mean, obviously, I have my spouse. But, like, I would still have a dog, too. I mean, Do I don't they know. have dogs, like, scent dogs for people who don't have their scent? Probably. Because then maybe we could have dogs to protect us from fire. Mm-hmm. Or when things are burning in our kitchen. Yeah. Or gas. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are. Like, it would just be like a different training dog. <laughs> That's a good question, though. So, I like it. Yeah. What? Scent is my go-to, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. I straight up forgot it. <laughs> I was like, I'm only counting four. What's the fifth one? What's your sixth scent? That's the real question. Mm, dreams. Mm, I that's have true. dreams. <laughs> For you, it is dreams. Anyways. What's you your animal? Your trivia. I want to know. Okay. This week, Jayla truly has no idea what animal I picked. I'm so excited. I get to learn with you guys. Uh-huh. It's really exciting. Okay. What animal's scientific name 
in Latin means glutton. I don't know. What animal can fight off a grizzly bear and has killed a polar bear? Is it a horse? (laughs) That would be impressive. It's still very impressive. And what animal, similar to a pig, will eat everything, but unlike the pig, it will even eat the teeth? Okay, now I have to know. (laughs) Drum roll! The Wolverine! Oh my gosh! I love this. That's and I do not mean scary. Hugh Jackman. Aww. <laughs> now I'm very disappointed. It's okay. It's okay. I actually have a really fun, like, very at the very end, a little thing about Wolverine, the Marvel character. Not Hugh Jackman. Oh, what if I mean. you just switched it and everything about this episode was about Hugh Jackman? And then I you just honestly, had like a special guest and it was Hugh Jackman. That would have been so cool. That would have been so I thought impressed. about doing things about Hugh Jackman, but then I was like, no, the actual animal is totally BA. People have to know. I mean, it is. But the thought did cross my mind. I was like, I should throw in more Hugh Jackman jokes. You should. Oh, man. On my notes under appearance, I wrote not Hugh Jackman on it. Dang it. So not attractive. They're so cute. I mean, they are cute. Wolverine. I No, I take that back. Wolverines are so cute. They're cute. I wouldn't call them dripping with good looks attractive like Hugh Jackman. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Hugh Jackman is definitely one of my celebrity crushes. As for I'm good sure reason. he is many. Yes, for good reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman, if you're listening to this, thank you for existing. <laughs> <laughs> and please this let us know that you're dedicated listening. to you. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I'm not obsessed with you or anything. I, I do, anyways. Okay. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> I haven't seen every X-Men movie multiple times just for that. I'm trying to think if I have seen every X-Men movie. <gasps> oh, There's so many. Yeah, but I they're feel my like favorite. I, just, I lost count after all the new first class ones. Logan yeah. is definitely one of my favorite ones. It's a good one. You're really quiet, so I'm questioning if you can hear me. No. I'm quiet because I could go on a very long tangent about X-Men and I'm trying to focus this towards your animal (laughs) instead. All right. Then we shall just chop this tangent right now and move on. Yes. Tell me about the animal. (laughs) Wolverines are also known as skunk bears, Indian devils, and in French, carcajou. I have no idea how to do that with a French accent, so I'm sorry. Which, yeah, you look like you like were excited about something. Well, I just thought about if we had a pet wolverine, can we name him Hugh? <gasps> or Logan. True. 
What's Hugh or Jackman's just Jackman? middle name? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Anyways. <clears throat> you looking it up? Maybe. <laughs> we can name it after Hugh Jackman's like full name or whatever. Michael. Aw. That's great. <laughs> Hugh Michael Jackman. I love I like it. That. My or husband's we name middle it name Jack is Jack Human. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Cool. Jack Human. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> okay, a human. So. Anyways, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Tell me about Wolverines. the Wolverines. Um, and then there are two subspecies. Uh, so they're very similar. So they're basically, it's all the same information regardless if you're looking up the American Wolverine or the Eurasian Wolverine. They're all, they're just, they're basically only different by geographical location. Oh, that's cool. Other than that, they're pretty much the same. Okie dokes. So, first things first, it's appearance. Repeating, it's not Hugh Jackman. Dang it. <laughs> it does not have six-pack abs oh, and a man. chiseled body. What if it does underneath all of that fur <laughs> and we just don't know it? I mean, it is really strong. I don't know how animals have six-pack abs and I mean, chiseled. I guess, like, some animals are pretty beefy. Anyways. So, imagine... Um, a mini bear is basically what a wolverine is. They compare it to like a basically a miniature bear. Um, it's short and stocky. It's very muscular. It's covered in fur. It's got big paws, and it looks very cuddly and snuggly. And, it, and I want to hug one, but they are ferocious, so don't. <laughs> so it looks just like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> their feet. They do have five toes on each paw. There you go. You're not convincing with... me otherwise. <laughs> and they have sharp, semi-retractable claws. Okay. Um, their feet were kind of like snowshoes, so when they're oh. uh, walking through the snow, their feet kind of like flatten out and disperse their weight more. So their feet work like snowshoes when in the snow because they can walk across snow like super easy peasy. That's really cool. Um, so their fur, they have brown blackish fur with a lighter stripe going down from their head to their rear. And then they have patterns on their face, neck, and chest that are all unique to each individual. Aww. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So I did look up pictures of wolverines while mm -hmm. you were talking because i was like oh maybe i should remind myself what a wolverine actually looks like yeah. literally typed in wolverine and the first thing that came up was hugh jackman yeah so. you gotta type in like wolverine animal yeah i'm realizing <laughs> yes. this yes 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 yes. they're super cute and the babies are adorable but the don't babies are anything adorable. about the babies yet okay well i'm just looking at pictures perfect be be mesmerized by their adorableness. <laughs> I want to cuddle them. Okay. So, their fur is also very thick and waterproof oh. and frost resistant. That makes sense. Which, it's really cool because it's so much so frost resistant that when they lay in the snow, it doesn't melt. Whoa. Isn't that so cool? That is cool. 
yeah, I thought it was. And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because if it melts, then it's probably cold. But it doesn't melt because their fur is just so frost resistant. Hmm. Neato. <laughs> okay, so how small is the wolverine since we're thinking of it as a miniature bear? They're about 24 to 40 pounds, so they're kind of like the size of a medium-sized dog. And they're about oh. 26 to 30, 34 inches long. Um, and then with the tail, it adds about another 7 to 10 inches. And then they're about 17-ish inches tall. So, about 36 to 44 inches long, 17 inches tall, 25 to 40 pounds that's a good roughly, size yeah roughly the size of like a good medium-sized doggy so kind of like a britney or an american eskimo dog or a border collie are kind of like dogs that you can kind of compare to of my their I- size ideal dog <laughs> my dream dog your dream <laughs> Um, the females are generally 10% smaller in length and about 30% smaller in weight. So the females are smaller in most every way. <laughs> but that's okay. So their history, they actually kind of have a, a lot of the information on them was kind of hard to find, which I'll explain more why later. But their fossils aren't really well documented. Uh so the best ones that they have so far been able to find date back to about a million years ago, and they have been found in the Pennsylvania, Maryland, Alaska, Wyoming, Colorado kind of areas. And then it is believed that Lewis and Clark came across them in 1805, but they can't confirm to be sure because they're basing it off of a description on one of their journal entries. But because they didn't know if it was a wolverine or that it was a wolverine or not, they're like, we think they meant that they saw a wolverine based on the description, but we're not really sure. So Hmm. they potentially could have been discovered by Lewis and Clark in 1805. And then in 1806, they were in the, how do I say this? Compenios Dictionary of the English Language. So they did appear like... They were known what animal it was in that time because they had their first appearance in a dictionary in 1806. And then, which their name in it is like the description of the animal. And it's like, it eats anything and everything. It's gluttonous. (laughs) Because their Latin scientific name, which is uh, like Gula Gula or Gala Gala, something like that, um, translates. I think I actually have the specifics of that later. I'm just going to ignore that for now. And if not, I'll touch back on it later. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Um, Yeah, and then it's also believed that in 1735, the Wolverine was omitted on purpose from Carl Linnaeus? 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 I don't know. Linus. Sure. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. Um, His book, which is all about the taxonomy of animals like their classification like their family genus subspecies Mm -hmm. all those things and carl is the father of our modern taxonomy is what he is known for he's yeah um so he admitted them they believe he admitted them from his book 
on taxonomy of these animals because he couldn't decide what family they belonged to if they were a dog, a bear, a weasel. So he just omitted them. (laughs) So he's like, I don't know. You know, we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that was in 1735, so. Hmm. Who knows? But now we do, so it's okay. Clearly. Um, so what's your guess? What family do you think they belong to? If I gave you the option of dog, bear, or weasel. Oh, um, I'm assuming the bear family? Because they look like little bears. Yeah. They're actually not. They are not relative, related to bears at all. They are actually the largest of the weasels. <laughs> so they belong to the weasel group. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so they're the biggest weasel species. Uh, and their other relatives are badgers, otters, and meeks. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they're the largest land um, species of the family they belong to. Because giant river otters are pretty big, too. Hmm. But yeah. They do, however, look like a bear, a dog, and a skunk got smooshed together and made one animal. <laughs> but they're cute. They are cute. Unless they have their teeth and they're like, eh. not that yeah. our viewers can see me go, eh. but <laughs> or I guess our listeners, yeah. Just imagine Jayla baring her teeth and she put her fingers up to make her have more like canine fangs. <laughs> <laughs> makes us look like we have, like, the little bug, like, antenna things. Like, <laughs> That's what I was thinking, the, like, little like bug pinchers. Yeah. <laughs> pinchers. It's perfect. All right. So their scientific name is Gulo Gulo, which is Latin. Uh, gua, meaning gl- gullet or throat, which translating further to glutton. So mm-hmm. it is the only living member of the Gulo genus. Uh, there are several of its extinct members with fossils dating back to 5 million years. But the wolverine itself fossils date back only about a million. So, hmm. yeah, pretty interesting. Not a whole lot on their history because they are very solitary and need lots of space, which we'll get more into as well. And just, they're also very smart, so they're really good at avoiding traps and baits and things so they're hard to kind of catch Hmm. interesting yeah so their conservation efforts so they were once hunted heavily for fur trade but not as much now because they're kind of protected and then the iucn red list classifies them as a least concern because their numbers are like their population numbers are starting to kind of go up but at the same time they're not going up very fast and they're kind of they think they're going to start dropping again soon because of habitat loss. Um, So they do have a low population density because of how territorial they are, and their territories are subject to habitat loss that they can be found. Um, They're hard to, like, find. They're very, like, in a small area, but, like, widespread, and there's just not a lot of them. They're, They're just hard to really track. So, as of right now, they're of least concern, but they do think that they're probably going to see them declining soon enough as more habitat loss occurs. 
Um, they can be found in a few zoos and conservation efforts and breeding programs are being, uh, worked on, but they're kind of tricky. It's not impossible. They have some success, but not like huge success. Ah, here's the thing. So they're notoriously hard to study just starting and people are just starting to understand and get a good accurate picture of how cool they really are through radio tracking um, camera surveys, DNA, and live traps as well. So hmm. they're just notoriously really hard to study, which is why we don't have a whole lot on them, and it's hard to know like where we really should classify them in the IUCN red list. What do you think our little wolverine friend eats? Other animals? Yes, they do eat other animals. But they will also eat plants and berries, so they are considered omnivores. So, basically, they eat anything and everything. They will eat the hooves, the bones, as previously said. They will eat the teeth of its food. It's really crunchy. It's really gross. But they will eat the teeth. So that's how you properly dispose of something. Um, And then they do also eat berries and plants. They are capable of taking down an entire caribou or moose on their own, which is really impressive. And someone who studied them kind of compared them to a house cat taking down a deer is the equivalence of a wolverine taking down a moose. But they are capable. Wow. They don't do it often because they don't need to do it very often, but they are capable and they have done it. Huh. Um, they also will attack and eat. Yeah, right? (laughs) They will also eat and attack smaller animals, such as rabbits, porcupines, which I thought was interesting. Um, because I wouldn't want to fight a porcupine, but Wolverine don't care. (laughs) And other rodents. Uh, they often will feed on carrion. Carrion? How do you say it? It's like, basically the corpses of other animals. Carrion? C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Carrion? Yes. Carrion. (laughs) (laughs) Carrion just seems so wrong. Do you know who would know this answer? Hugh Jackman. Ah! (laughs) Rumor has it Hugh Jackman didn't even know wolverines were a real animal. Really? That's some, that's like some of the stories out there, but I didn't research it to find out if it was true or not. So maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I didn't look. I was busy looking up other things. Maybe he can tell us if that's right or wrong when he listens to our podcast. When he's our guest. Yeah. Perfect. Then we do Wolverine's part two and it's all about Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. A hundred (laughs) percent. Uh, or we do Sabretooth because <laughs> it's like one of his yeah. X-Men people. <clears throat> Alright, so they often will feed on the corpses of other mammals, um, such as seals, walrus, elk, really anything they find. Um, and they're known to, like, cache their food. They store it and hide it and bury it for mm. later. Uh, and they also have been seen stealing food from other predators such as cougars and bears because they don't care. 
They really don't. They are fearless animals. Just like, I want that. You're in my territory. I want that. I'm hungry. And then they, they just, they fight these massive, ten times larger than them animals. <laughs> I'm going up against you. I got this. They're crazy. They're cool. Um, so, because they don't hibernate, they end up hunting all winter. Uh, and they can detect a carcass 20 feet under the snow. What? Yeah, they can smell a meal 20 feet under the snow. And so it helps a lot, which is why they don't have to take down moose or that very often. Because when there's an avalanche, dinner is served. True. Uh, <laughs> they just go and sniff it out, bury it, unbury it, dig it up, and eat, and munch, huh. and eat, 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 because they are always eating <laughs> and they eat everything and they're like not graceful they're like rah, 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 right when they right. eat they shred it <laughs> oh, it's crazy and they can also smell food that's like really far away and they will travel long distances to find the food that they can smell uh so yeah they can travel up to 15 miles or more in a single day just for hunting food and they can go like eight or nine miles without eating just to like find the food they're looking for it's crazy hmm. it's determination <laughs> i don't even like driving 15 miles for food <laughs> like two well, that... to five miles away sure yeah i mean 15 miles is kind of a a long way to for us to get food like i know and we have cars and right not snow <laughs> and the wolverine's True. just like chilling and walking around on the snow with his frost resistant fur like oh it's about 10 miles further i've got this i'll keep going i'm fine enjoying the scenery <laughs> crazy um so they don't have upper molar or sorry they have upper molars but they are rotated 90 degrees so they're kind of like an angle, huh. which is really interesting. Um, but it's to help them rip apart their food so they can eat and rip apart food even if it's frozen solid. Wow. That's yeah. kind of insane. Right? And also terrifying because I'm not frozen solid. Yeah, that's true. Eh, but yeah, pretty cool. <clears throat> <clears throat> clearing my throat getting it all <laughs> yeah using your your senses yep my, my i that's another reason uh sm smell would be a good one to get rid of half the time i can't smell anyways because my nose is so stuffy you're always sniffling <laughs> <From> allergies <laughs> yes josh will be like can you smell that and i'm like no i don't smell anything <laughs> and i just like sniff and he's like oh <laughs> right Right. allergies mm, i'm sorry <laughs> yes it's okay so that's what they eat uh what do you think eats them what do you think is their natural predator uh, i don't know maybe like a wolf or a cougar or something those are both really good guesses you know the whole like honey badger don't care right that whole thing so the wolverine is described as the honey badger of the north. So wolverines don't care. They're 
complete BAs and they're very fearless. So what does kill them? They have a very small amount of natural predators. Wolves can kill them and do sometimes because they have an entire pack that works together in order to take down a wolverine. If it was just a single wolf on wolverine, they wouldn't be able to. But Hmm. because they work as a pack, they are capable of taking it down. And then on occasion, bears, eagles, mountain lions will target young wolverines. They don't usually mess with the adults. Ah. So they don't have too many predators. They're pretty much high on the food chain. They're an apex pred. Um, but the little babies are a little, a little more weak, so they're a little easier target for some animals. Yeah, more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but their biggest threat as always, is humans and climate change. Way to go. We are awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of our human activity, specifically like our recreation activity with snow um, and snow plowing machines and things like that, it kind of decreases their number and decreases their habitat and causes habitat loss. So they're having smaller natural habitats, and because they're super territorial, it's like smaller space for them to all be in and wander and roam and have enough food that it's hard for them to keep up. Hmm. So that Sad. is their biggest threat. <sighs> Boo. So. Boo. But there's still hope. Because they're, they're still of least concern. There's still yeah, quite a few of that's them. that's true. There's like conservation parks that a bunch of them are at so they're safe there so they the reason why they don't do the best at like zoos and things is just because they do need such a large territory Mm. to like walk around and roam that if they're in a too small of a space it's just not great for them but they do okay they like still live their normal life expectancy in in captivity for the most part but the baby parts a little harder yeah as it usually Um, so they can be found mostly in North America, Europe, and Asia along the Northern Hemisphere in cold climates. And they live in, they usually live in high latitude regions, which I had to look up what high latitude was. And it's basically like the, like it has longer daylight hours, if that makes sense. Like longer periods of sun. Kind of like, what is it, when... Alaska doesn't have, like, mm. nighttime for a while. Things right. like that. Right. Um, so they're found often in those areas, like Alaska and Canada. And then they're found in... They usually live and sleep and find their homes in remote, like, mountain land areas, forests, tundras. Oh, how do you say this? Taiga, taiga, it's T-A-I-G-A, which is basically just swampy boreal forests. Hmm. Um, those kind of areas, grasslands and rocky areas. So cold, snowy, mountainous, foresty areas, basically. And they live in burrows. They are burrowers. They live in dens, caves, crevices, fallen trees, anywhere that they can make a bed with grass and leaves. That'll kind of keep them protected from the weather and from being spotted easily. So here's where it gets crazy. So 
they're territory size. They need a lot of space to roam and like a lot of ground that they cover. They can cover a territory up to 200 to 400 square miles. At least the males will. And the females will be more around like 135 square miles. What? And then sometimes, yeah, and sometimes the males and the females will overlap um, their territories, but that's okay as long as the males don't overlap their, they fight. But if females are in like the male's territory, it's okay. Mm. Um, so how big do you think 200 to 400 square miles is? I have a few cities to help us understand how big that is, like how big of a space. Okay, go for it. Okay. Jayla is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. That's it is 96.81 square miles. Oh. All of Milwaukee. Huh. Portland, Oregon, which is where we both are right now, is 145 square miles. Huh. Singapore, which is an entire country that I hung out at for a while, is 281.2 square miles. Wow. New York City. How big do you think New York City is? I don't... Is it bigger than Singapore? Mm-hmm. So maybe 400? Close, close. 302.6 square miles. Okay. Huh. <laughs> so That's the Wolverine needs something, basically an entire country like Singapore, or larger than an entire state of New York City. I guess New York City is a city in New York, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But that, like, <laughs> right? I couldn't, I, like, gave up after that. I was like, I don't even know what other cities to even look up that would be, like, 400 square miles. Because <laughs> all of them were either, like, way bigger or still right. too small. That I was like, I give up. I don't know that many places to look. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Yeah. New York City, though, 302 square miles, and it's still not big enough for a wolverine. <laughs> Portland, Oregon is a great size for a female wolverine. <laughs> oh, oh still not God. big enough for that male. That's great. <laughs> Entire countries of Singapore isn't even big enough. <laughs> oh. So crazy. So crazy. Such That's a big so territory. And that's, you see what I mean? Like they're, and it's like decreasing. So they're like getting compacted into a smaller space and they need such a large space. Yeah. So I wonder, uh, I was just wondering how, so that's such a large space. But if you think of how many wolverines are out there, then they just kind of have to yeah, either overlap or. They overlap. Yeah. But they, if they get into like where their females are or where their den is or Mm -hmm. like where their food is they will fight until one of them leaves so they obviously share that 200 to 400 square miles but that's roughly how much space they will roam and kind of hang out in is that much space is what they need to be happy and healthy they can't be confined into like a 50 square mile space they need Lots of land, lots of animals, lots of snow. Yeah. Lots of space, so that way they can be spread out enough. But a single wolverine will 
claim that territory, whether or not, you know, other males are obviously there. Right. Hmm. But they usually avoid one another. They are solitary animals. Oh, I flipped back to diet and hunting, and I was like, I already went over that. <laughs> I distracted you. Oh, silly, silly me. It's a lot of space. Okay. Right? <laughs> New York City is still not big enough. <laughs> Crazy. Um... So the their behavior, behavior. Every time I think of behavior, I think of the one time we were like behavior, 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 behavior. I think of it every time someone's like behavior. You better behave, or you. <laughs> um. I'm sure Hugh Jackman's behavior is great, but his seems very social, so it's nothing like the Wolverine. His actual Wolverine character is pretty antisocial. Yeah, I was going to say his Wolverine character is very like a Wolverine. Yes, very much so. Usually has issues with other males, likes the females, likes to be on on his own and in the snow. (laughs) We're not judging. And he's got claws. <laughs> I whipped out my claws, my three fingers. <laughs> being Wolverine. I definitely, when I wrote Wolverine on my paper, I have like three stripes next to it on each side. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, so they're very independent and solitary, very antisocial. Uh, they usually don't get along with each other. Especially the same sex. Only during mating season do they really come together and get along just swell. And when the their kids are involved. Which babies are called kits or cubs. So that's usually the only time they actually will be seen together and getting along. Is when it's mating or the babies. Otherwise, they're on their own. They don't care. Don't mess with me. Don't eat my food. Yeah. I don't care if I can't eat this whole moose. I will eat it myself. I don't want help. They will try to eat as much as they possibly can. It's ridiculous. So they are active during the day mostly, so they're not nocturnal. They're not up in those nocturnal times. (laughs) They're they're up during the day. But in some areas where the long periods of light, the high latitude areas are, they will take naps throughout the day slash night so they'll kind of go in like four to five hour spurts of rest throughout because there's not like a specific nighttime at that point mm. that would um, be so nice i wish i could do that just four to five hour naps throughout the yeah. day no nighttime yeah they spend most of their day hunting and searching for food and eating because they love eating And then they have been seen to play with toys and objects. They will follow light traffic roads to speed up their travel because they're smart. And Mm. then, um, but they won't follow roads that are like lots of cars follow. So it's only ever like lightly trafficked roads. They're like hardly ever seen on busy roads. It's like always like very minimal driven roads. And then they are capable of sneaking bait out of traps because they are smart. So it makes it hard sometimes to trap them to like 
radio collar them to be able to track them because they just thanks for the food bye right they come they Um, eat they leave pretty much (laughs) they don't pick up the radio collar (laughs) Uh, they communicate through vocalizing and scent marking with urine and um, abdominal rubbing they do have a very well developed anal musk gland Ooh. but they don't use it very often they only really use it for defense rather than marking so if oh. they're like fighting you off or whatever they use it they don't use it to like mark their territory it is mm-hmm. smelly mm-hmm. all right mating and babies baby wolverines are so cute they are so cute so males will overlap and share territory with females they are uh polygamous but not all of them will mate. Um, some of them mate a lot, while others are like, they barely dab in those waters. So it's really up to each individual. They're not like all like, mating season, woohoo! They're all like, meh, or yeah! Huh. Interesting. Uh, so mating, yeah, I thought it was too. Mating season happens in the spring to summer months. The female is the first one to initiate the mating session. And then the pair will spend a few days together before going their separate ways. And then the females have the ability to delay implantation, which I think is really cool. So just like the polar bears and stuff. Mm -hmm. That Um, is cool. mm -hmm. They basically will hold on to their, their like eggs will develop to a very small, like they basically, uh, I'll just read what I wrote. It's a lot easier. (laughs) Um, so they will hold on to their eggs until better timing for a higher success. So once the eggs are fertilized, it will get into a multi-cell stage called a blastocyst, which is the size of a head pin. And then from there, it stops growing and it just hangs out for like six to eight months until it's ready to implant on the uterine wall, which usually occurs in the wintertime. And then once the egg implants, it will only take about 30 to 50 more days until it's completely done developing for the rest of the gestation period. So ultimately, from start to finish of the fertilization part to growing a baby, it's not very long. But they hold on to that like delayed implantation for months waiting until basically winter. And then they have them like late winter to like early spring they have their babies closer to january to march Hmm. um so when they're about to have give birth the females will dig a den about 15 feet below the snow to protect the babies from predators and from the cold and the babies are called kits or cubs and the moms will have two to three a year and the babies are born, the kits are born with their eyes closed and fully covered in fur, but their fur is white to help Aww. them to blend into the snow. That's so cute. A little yeah. snow badger. Or snow wolverine. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it kind of is a snow badger. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cute. A little arctic wolverine. A little white cute fur. Um, so when they're born, they're about four to four and three quarter inches long, which is 110 to 120 millimeters. And they're about three and a half to five ounces, which is about 100 to 145 grams at birth. Which, if you want to know how much that weighs, like in comparison, it is the same as about four to six AA batteries. Huh. 
That's not that much. Mm-mm. So they're pretty small, cute and little. Um, they usually get weaned by 8 to 12 weeks, and then they can start learning to for- forage and travel with the mom. Um, the mom will regularly move them to new dens as the snow melts and also just keep them from being discovered by predators. So, so a lot of times when the snow melts, you can kind of just see the babies like on the ground, which is kind mm-hmm. of sad. So she'll like just kind of keep moving them when she needs new snow or if she feels like they're unsafe in their current home. And then by mid-September, they are adult-sized, and usually they stay with their moms until they're fully sexually mature, which roughly takes one to two years. And then they'll eventually go off on their own Mm. to have their own babies and find their own territory. So, the dads used to think that they, the dads, like, once they did their business, they'd leave and never care about the moms or the babies again, but that's actually not true. They recently discovered that dads will visit and play with his babies on occasion and also help raise them and to show them how to do some wolverine skills. Huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he pops in once in a while and he'll play with them and be like, this is how you be a wolverine. So he's actually a somewhat involved papa. Nice. Not totally abandoned and forget all about you. And then their average life expectancy is about 7 to 12 years. And in captivity, they have been known to live up to 17 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. That is most of the information. Now all I have are the cool facts, which I feel like is what everyone always wants. <laughs> Fun facts with Nicole. Ooh, ooh. Cool facts. Cool facts. Okay. So their bite force, because they are crazy, gluttonous animals that can eat and rip apart frozen solid meat, you would think they have, like, the strongest bite, right? But they do not. And the fact that they've killed a polar bear. <laughs> right. Um, so they do have a strong bite force, but it's not, like, any stronger than, what another animal that size is. They have a pretty average bite force for their size. It's their teeth that really helps them shred and, like, break up all those bones and rip things apart um so and their aggressive nature their bite force in newtons is measured at 224 um at their canines i didn't see like i couldn't find what it was when they were like at their molars but at their canines it measures at 224 newtons so in comparison a human uh being like our bite force in newtons is measured at 1100 to 1300 at our like at our molars if we're biting as hard as we can when we're eating like a steak it measures closer to like 890 newtons hmm. so wow. when you're eating something normal mm-hmm. it's just under 900 but if you're like hardcore biting because we do have the capabilities of like biting off our own pinkies um it's actually really high for humans yeah it's compared to, like, biting a baby carrot. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's weird. hmm Have you been biting off your pinkies? No. <laughs> the reason why, though, like, humans don't think we have that strong of, like, bite force is just because our teeth are blunt. They're not sharp like wolverines or dogs and things like that. We have really blunt teeth. 
they're not meant to shred and break apart bone and stuff. So you're telling me that while I should brush, floss, and mouthwash, I should also be sharpening my teeth. So yeah, that I can sharpen bite, your teeth. Bite off my pinkies. Well, I think you could bite your pinky off with your blunt teeth <laughs> if you want to be able to kill a polar bear with your teeth. Oh. Then sharpen them. <laughs> All right, I'll get I'll get right on that. <laughs> and make sure you can open your mouth wide enough. <laughs> yeah, and make sure I don't get mauled by the polar bear in the process. Uh, yeah, yeah, Got yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, but so. Um, and then it made me wonder, like, what is the strongest animal's bite force? Which is um, one of the gators. Specifically, it was the saltwater gator. They have a bite force of more than 1,600... 16,000, sorry, 16,000 newtons. Wow. There's three zeros in that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be bit by that guy. Hmm. Just gotta um, sharpen your teeth. Yeah, sharpen those teeth, file. Um, what else? Okay, so they they have a lot of area to roam and walk around and travel, right? So they are known to travel long distances. Specifically, they are using the same technology used in our Nintendo Wiis in order to track wolverines with, like, collars. Hmm. So they track them. And one of the wolverines they tracked climbed Mount Cleveland in 90 minutes. It went 5,675 vertical feet in the middle of January, so over snow. And everything climbed vertically in 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. They're fast and capable. And they don't go, like, around mountains. They just go over them. Right. Ridiculous! Like, I got this. Gotta, I know. Gotta find those animals in the in the avalanche, and also I can survive an avalanche. Yeah, no biggie. Mm-hmm. Let me just mm-hmm. climb this mountain. Pretty much. Um, in two thousand nine, a tracked wolverine named M fifty six was tracked five hundred and fifty miles within two months. It went over highways, mountain ranges, across state lines, and it was the first observed wolverine in Colorado since nineteen nineteen. Wow. Look at him go. Yep. So that was like one specific famous wolverine that I found named M fifty six. But I do I did find some other famous ones as well to talk about. And they're not Hugh Jackman. Dang it. <laughs> I thought about throwing that in there too. <laughs> like I should just have Hugh Jackman in here. <laughs> um, so the famous Wolverines. There is a movie that was made in 1994 called Running Free, and it's about a 12-year-old boy who befriends a Wolverine named One Paw. And they explore the Alaskan wilderness together, and they face and survive grizzly bear attacks. They cross rivers and avalanches, and they also face and survive greedy humans trying to poach the wolverine. Aw, that's really cute. Yeah, I want to watch it now. Like, it seems it seems cute. Yeah. Um. So the director. This is where some of the cool stuff is. So the director, Steve. Crochel owns and operates a wildlife park near Hines, Alaska, and he mostly takes in orphaned animals indigenous to Canada and Alaska. 
So there he takes care of moose, wolves, grizzlies, wolverines, and many, many more. Aww. And then he works closely with these animals, and he's raised some of them from babies. So some of the wolverines in the movie are some of the ones that he's taken care of. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah. So everyone's like, wolverines are vicious, but if you raise them from young, they kind of naturally are like, you're not a threat. We're cool. You're not another wolverine. <laughs> I'm that's taking so care cute. of you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So they are capable of love. Aww. What's the movie called? Running Free. Running Free. 1994 is okay. the year it was made. Hmm. It's got a boy holding a little Wolverine. Cute. So it's it looks cute. And then they also appear in an episode of Wild Kratts. Nice. Uh, the episode is called Iron Wolverine. It's episode 13 of season 6. And it takes place in the North Tundra. They, um... The synopsis is the brothers are helped and hindered by the wolverines during a cross-country race through North Tundra. Nice. So. And those are the Zabumafu brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the animated series of Zabumafu, pretty right. much. <clears throat> right, right. Story time! Oh, wait. I I can chime in. Oh. Um, I know a famous wolverine. Oh! Well, Hugh I know. Jackman? No. I wish I knew him. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> you're like holding your heart, like my heart can't handle that. Uh, Blushing. <laughs> no, um, so the University of Michigan has wolverines uh, as their mascot. So my mom, Mm-mm-mm. what? I talk about that a little. Oh, just kidding. Never mind. But you can keep sharing. Well, it's- my mom. We have family in Michigan, so that's how I know. And my mom always cheers for the University of Michigan, so that's nice. all. So cool. That's the only wolf- famous Wolverines I know personally. The Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> yes. Cool. Go Wolverines! Woo! <laughs> Story time. So the Wolverine is often depicted as a trickster or very cunning, but they also. <laughs> do have a lot of spiritual significance for the Native American tribes, and some legends of the Wolverine is um, a link to the spiritual world and is also understood as both the trickster and the hero because some of the legends also talk about him being the creator of Earth, which I thought was really interesting. Um, So I looked into that specific story, which I'll share in just a minute, but I want to cover some of the weirder ones because I... I must have the worst luck with these stories. I find, like, the weirdest (laughs) ones where they're, like, super grim and dark, and I'm just like, (laughs) I found a few good ones, though. Um, But some of the stories where he's a trickster, he also just likes to kill for fun, and then he will get sometimes punished in the stories. One story, he he kept sleeping with his brother's wife, and he kept getting caught, so he... Yeah, so there was a lot of legends and myths involving, like, the Wolverine in that sense of the trickster and being punished for it, mm. using his powers wrongly. And uh, the names of those ones based on the tribe is Kuwaitwatsu, which is also in the one Wolverine's origin movie. Um, but I couldn't find, like, that specific story that they share in that movie, so I have no idea. And then the other name is Lokes, L-O-K-S. <clears throat> But the one that's really cool, where he is the creator of Earth, 
It is similar to a Noah's Ark story. So he built a large ship and a lot of animals got put on the ship and then it started to rain and it flooded. And then after a while, he sent some meek into the water. He's like, dive down there and bring me up rocks and mud. And so they did. And they brought him the rocks and the mud. And then he mixed them together. And then he made land. And then he spread it out and made an island, which is the land that we live on today. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that story. I wonder if foxes and wolverines, kind of like more in lore, like in a story, would get along yeah. together because they're both tricksters. Cunning and tricky, mm-hmm. but also get punished a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Wolverine also has quite an attitude in some of the stories. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Lightning round. Um, so... It is the official animal of Michigan. There you go. And it is the University of Michigan's mascot. However, there is evidence that suggests the species was never really historically present in Michigan in large numbers. (laughs) So they think that because Detroit was a major fur trading center, that's where they kind of got it from. Oh, that makes sense. Which is why I think it's funny. That's interesting. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's really they, funny. Like, obviously, they were there, but not like in large numbers. Like, they were found a lot of other places. Right. They were right. a lot smaller population there. They just think because it was such a large fur trading like center, that's probably where they kind of got it. And right. wolverines were traded a lot for their fur for a while. That makes sense. Because they have really good fur. Hmm. That's funny, though. Mm hmm. So, along with their 90-degree molars, they have a total of 38 teeth. And they used to be found as far south as New Mexico, which I thought was really interesting. Um, But not anymore. Now they're, like, super just in the north. (laughs) And then they don't only walk really well and fast on the snow, but they can also climb trees and swim really well. And they can reach speeds up to 30 miles per hour. Wow. That's pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, makes sense though. They hiked that mountain pretty quick. True, true. Alright. And now time for the Wolverine Wolverine. <laughs> Little brief history. Yes, please. On <laughs> Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. <laughs> Cause why not, you know? <laughs> I was also like, how did Wolverine get his name Wolverine for the superhero, you know, like I wanted to know. So I got this from Marvel's website. Um, So James Howlett, a.k.a. the Wolverine, was born in Alberta, Canada. And in like, oh, I don't remember the year. I didn't write it down. A long time ago. Yeah. Because he lives forever. Or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he was pretty sick as a child because of his um, mutation cells constantly in battle with his other cells. Um, So then when his dad was shot by the groundskeeper, Thomas Logan, which was his real dad, that's when his powers got triggered and he ended up killing Thomas Logan, not knowing that it was his real father. And then he ran away with a friend named Rose. And they ran away and they hid and they, like, found safety in, like, the British 
Columbia or something. And um, Rose claimed that he was her cousin and called him Logan. And so that's why he started going by Logan. And then from trauma and things, he, like, was just constantly, like, losing his memory. And also from, like, his cells just kind of going haywire and crazy. And then living in nature and in the woods made his um, abilities, like, really, like, hone in. And he Mm -hmm. just became a lot more animalistic and a lot of aggression. And so he started to do cage fights. And that's where he earned his name of the Wolverine. And then one day he accidentally killed his friend with his claws. So then he went feral and just stayed in the woods and basically became an animal for a long time until he finally re-entered society. And that's when he joined all the wars, like World War One, World War Two, the Spanish War. He So he did like all those. So he worked as a soldier, a criminal, a mercenary, all these things. Which led to the coin, him coining the phrase, I'm the best at what I do, but what I do is not very nice. And then he also worked and joined for Weapon X for a while. And then he eventually killed, like, most of them. Because he was like, this is terrible. Yeah. And then over the time, with, like, all this different trauma and all of the different experiments they also did on him, he just kept losing more and more memories until finally, like, all of his memories were wiped And so he, like, has nothing of his past. And so then he left Weapon X program and he lost the rest of his memories. And then he eventually joins the X-Men and finds his true self and his purpose. Aww. So there you go. There is a brief history on Wolverine Wolverine. (laughs) Aww. I did not know most of that. So thanks for sharing. You are most welcome. I was happy to. I do have one last... I do have one last little fun thing about the Wolverine. Animal, not Hugh Jackman. I mean, it could be Hugh Jackman too, honestly. I feel like this should be a new segment in our show that we should sometimes do. Like, the one we do like once in a while of, is this the right pet for you? Right, right. Um, it's, uh... Is this your spirit animal? Oh. So this is what I found for the spirit animal qualities of a wolverine. Their qualities as a spirit animal is they have attitude. They're strong, so they've got a lot of strength. They've got a lot of confidence. They're very resourceful, very determined. They have an intense energy. They're a bit wild and untamed. The wolverine tells you to love your shadow and to not hide it. You may be a bit of a wild child, but nothing's wrong with letting that side out to play once in a while as long as you can control it. It teaches you to be true to yourself regardless of others' opinions. If something is holding you back, you either fight it or adapt to it. It is your choice. You decide what you want. Whoa, that sounds like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Go for what you want. Have the confidence. <laughs> so. Nice. Is the Wolverine your spirit animal? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I feel like I am a little bit. <laughs> I could see that in some aspects, not all of them. No, not all of them, but a few of them kind of speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's the Wolverine. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Nicole. You are welcome. I had so much fun researching it. Yeah. Well, and it was fun to not even or come into this episode not even knowing what animal you were researching. So. Right. I'm excited for 
next week when you do it to me. Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, animal lovers, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you learned lots about the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. (laughs) And the Wolverine Hugh Jackman wasn't? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! bye. Okay, my last random animal fact that has nothing to do with wolverines is about a monkey. So the capuchin monkey washes their hands and feet, or washes their feet and hands with urine. (laughs) So gross. Yep, yep, yep. I had a feeling that that's yep. where it was going. Um, so I did a little brief research on this, and it's either for, like, telling females that they're, like, ready to mingle, or it's to say that um, they're sorry if they were in an aggressive situation. Um, so it's kind of mm. like an apology and, like, a, I am now, I don't know, like, oh. neutral, um, and I'm apologetic, or it can be for comfort so that they feel like yeah. comforted by their own urine interesting. so interesting yeah that, but cool yeah that's my fact imagine if <laughs> imagine if we uh no nope. to apologize nope. to people nope nope <laughs> washed our hands and feet in urine and was just like i'm sorry or i'm single and ready to nope. mingle nope nope uh, i'm so glad we don't do that I'm covered <laughs> in piss And with that, we are just going to stop the episode.